Good morning, afternoon, evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pitter Patter Podcast with Eric and Jed. I am Eric. I'm Jed. I just removed a savage eye boogie from my left eye. That sounds like a pretty cool eye boogie, Jed. It's pretty cool. Uh, this <laughs> is, we derailed that intro. Or I derailed it. Um, this is a place for two overthinkers to get their ideas out, knock them around, hopefully figure out what to do with them. Wow, that's amazing. It really is. I mean, it's one of my best examples of writing I think that I've ever done. It is very fun having an excuse to hang out with you every week. I appreciate it, man. And ditto, likewise, <laughs> right back at you. Um, yeah, what do you want to talk about? What's, what's been on your mind? <clears throat> so I was driving a lot this weekend. Okay. And when I drive, I spend time in my head and I think the thoughts to myself. And I was trying to brainstorm some podcast ideas. And one one idea that I uh, kind of landed on was this idea of, like, <clears throat> yours and my living situation. Okay. And sort of where we're at now. And thinking about where we want to be at in the future, given all of the factors that influence our lives. Because there's a lot going on. Okay. And so, yeah, I just kind of wanted to break that out and... See where it goes. Try to, I don't know, talk through it. Just kind of see where see where the world takes us. Yeah. I mean, currently, it's pretty interesting because we're both living with our parents, basically. Yes. And I don't know. You've had your adventure in San Diego where you were not living with your parents. Yeah, but I was I, living with my brother. Right. And I lived in Davis for four years. Which um, you are going back to pretty shortly. Presumably, yeah. Presumably, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I sort of act differently depending on where I'm, like, my home base is. Mm -hmm. um, I found that when I'm here, I tend to sort of be the little kid version of myself. Or, like, in terms of, like, I'm still getting things done and making things happen, but, like... In terms of the life rhythms, like I'm staying up really, really late, and then I'm going waking up really, really late as well. Um, whereas when I'm in Davis, there's sort of like this magical spell where I'm like, "Dang, I think I need to like get up a little bit more. I need to be productive. Like I, I'm like taking care of myself. So, or like there's other people that are around that it just starts to feel bad if you like roll out of bed super late or something like that there's like a accountability thing yeah and you can kind of feed off their energy almost right and so i end up waking up way earlier or um making that happen a lot easier whereas here at home sometimes it's a little tricky because you're in a context where you don't have to prove anything to anyone you know like they've seen you like oversleep before so right who cares yeah no i've definitely noticed that too and it's something that i've been ruminating a lot on these last um <clears throat> you know two or three months since i've uh been living living at my mom's house and i've noticed you know something very similar like losing losing some of those patterns of like productivity or drive or uh just motivation in general that's been something that i've kind of noticed sort of tapering off so there's there's that one element of just feeling a little bit complacent um i think part of that honestly is not is not really paying a whole lot of rent i pay some rent uh 
month to month, but it's like way less than what I would be paying like if I had my own place or if I was sharing with someone. So I think sort of there, there's that one element of, of just kind of being complacent, not feeling as motivated or driven um, necessarily. But then also kind of to echo what you were talking about, just like reverting back to some of those sort of childhood patterns. Right. You know, and, and falling back into, like you were saying, you know, maybe sleeping in or maybe just kind of bumming around or like not going grocery shopping or uh, not cooking for myself. You know, those those little things that if you live away from home for long enough, you're like, shit, I need to like feed myself. Like, yeah. I need like, to... this, this sort of looks bad. Like... Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I mean... when you're at home, you don't care about that. The whole point is that you don't care about that. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes your mom picks up after you and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, I realized that I was actually like kind of a clean person after I lived, after I like moved out because like the mess would accrue. Like when I, when I was living at CMA uh, specifically, like the mess would like accrue and it would get to a certain point before I just started to feel like really uncomfortable because I just like got used to at my house, like things would get dirty and like my mom would clean up and we would clean the house every Saturday. And I just kind of took it for granted. And I was like, damn it, I need to like get up at whatever, or nine or eight in the morning and scrub toilets on Saturday. And it sucked when I was a kid. But then I realized I was like, oh my gosh, if you live in like a filthy like living situation, <laughs> it sucks. It's like horrible. Yeah, no, totally. Dude, I remember I visited, <clears throat> quick, quick story tangent. I remember, were you, I don't know if you were on that trip when we went to UCLA. Uh, no. I think you were invited or like you were busy. There was something. But a group of, a group of us went to UCLA and we stayed at this house um, that was being rented adjacent to UCLA. It was like a bunch of students and it was all these dudes. I think it was like, it was like eight or nine dudes living there. And no lie, I walked in and it felt like something out of like a war slash horror movie. <laughs> It was, like, legit disgusting. There was not a surface that wasn't sticky. Mm. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, if you weren't wearing shoes, your feet would, like, stick to the <laughs> ground if you stayed long enough. Like, there was just, like, shit everywhere. There was, like, stuff, like, on bricks because they didn't have, like, tape. Like, it was mayhem. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I actually care about, like, living in a nice, clean yeah. home. Yeah, you don't take, I did not appreciate any of it until I went to college and my very, like my, I had a roommate for two years who would clean up after, like, like clean surfaces or like sweep up or vacuum and stuff. And I always thought it was just sort of annoying, honestly, like yeah. that he always had to be like scrubbing the, the counters and stuff. But then I lived without him one year and it was exactly exactly what you described just like sticky everywhere and i was yeah. like this is disgusting yeah and so and yeah as i've i like last year i also lived with like a super neat family and they like i grew a whole new appreciation of like it actually is nice to not have a bunch of stuff all over the place yeah. when people say cleanliness is next to godliness i didn't understand it for a very long time <laughs> But yeah, it's so coming back to our sort of initial point, it's been it's been it's been interesting noticing myself honestly kind of slipping a little bit and like yeah, totally. I, you know, losing the I you know, it sounds a little hyperbolic, but there's like there's certain iterations where I kind of just feel like I'm losing my edge. Um 
buy That's a good way to put it. Yeah. It's not like I'm completely losing myself or losing my sanity or anything. It's like the edge of yeah. being like, I'm on top of it. I'm making things happen. I'm like, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's really interesting because some of that is just the con. It's hard to, because the feeling that I'm wanting, right, is like me being my own person accomplishing things, right? Mm -hmm. It's very challenging sometimes to have that completely at home where literally the definition of being at home is with the people that knew you when you were four, eight, 12. Like you were a little child when you were there. And so it's really hard to not be triggered by like that couch that you slept on when you were eight, like being like, dude, I want to like sit there and watch a movie now. Um, whereas I think if I was sitting around in my room at Davis, I would be like, I want to, this is super boring. I need to make something happen. Or what am I doing with myself? Um, right. And then I would go make opportunities for myself. The, the edge was like a really good way to put it. The, I was talking with my dad earlier today about, <laughs> there's like a situation where I sort of wanted to be, I was like, there's a situation coming up. It'd be very helpful if you like presented me in a way where I feel like I'm an adult and not like a little kid. Like, don't present me as like, this is the oldest kid, one and four get along, <laughs> two and like, it's just that undermines like a lot of credibility right. that I sort of need in like, yeah, and perhaps that, that social situation. Yeah, you and know? right, and that you're like on top of that trying to cultivate just at, in our sort of age group. Right. We're and trying like, to build that. I think if I'm interacting with people in my 20s or 30s, like in 20s or 30s, I would rather be presented as like someone who knows how to pay for themselves or like work or like do like has his own experiences as opposed to my label being like the oldest kid or like, isn't it funny how, you know, Johnny, you know, this is a trip that we all like, just like he being, used to pee himself in this yeah, bed, exactly. like stuff um, like that. It's just like, I don't, that's not helpful. Um, right. And it was interesting because like my dad had a little bit of trouble understanding because he's, again, our family's all about like authenticity. So he's like, I'm just going to like treat you like you are. And I just see like all of it at all times. And I was like, okay, I get that. But like sometimes it's advantage, like it's like, uh, you don't need to paint the whole picture all the right. time. Also, it was interesting for me to think on, like, like for him, like, for instance, lounging around. Like, he sees me lounging around a lot, and he has for a lot of my life. And he hasn't really seen where I'm, like, suddenly, you know, getting up early and, like, hustling and, like, you know, making stuff happen. Whereas I do do that in Davis. For me, it's difficult because, like, like he's like, well, I'll treat you, it'll be more, it'll be easier to treat you as, like, a grown adult if I see you, like, com being completely different. And I'm like, okay, I get that. But at the same time, one of the main awesome things about being at home is I don't have to worry about that. You know, like... You put on airs, This maybe. is literally 
the place where I get to like relax. It's like you, you know, like my dad isn't like hustling being a doctor when he's at Disneyland because the whole point of being at Disneyland is that you're relaxing. Um, or losing your mind because your kids are freaking out because it's hot and there's a million people. <laughs> sure. I have my own personal baggage when um, it comes to Disneyland. I'm deeply agoraphobic. But yeah, no, it totally makes sense. Um, but yeah, it was interesting to <clears throat> think of like just the way your parents see you and then like being presented in a certain way or like I was talking earlier. It was like for me, I see conclusively a lot of change in the last, you know, from 17 to 18, from 18 to 19, from 19 to 20, from 21 to, you know, and so forth. And especially like in the last year and a half for me, I feel like dramatic change. And I think my parents recognize dramatic change. But for me, when I think of myself, I, I think of myself as like from 19 to 20 you know, three now mm. is like the big picture basically like, okay. Or like, okay. I was this person in high school and I was this person in college. And then now I'm like different. And that's like my timeline of myself. The problem is my parents see me and they're like, I remember what you were like when you were two. I remember what you were like when you were four. I remember, and that's like the whole picture. And so it's very hard sometimes to like, they're like, well, if I describe you with the whole picture, it includes like me seeing you like a little kid and I'm like I don't see myself like that yeah you know? and that might not be the like holistic way that you <laughs> want to present yourself to the world right and it's like again like that's so awesome I love that my parents know me and whatever but there are certain contexts where it's like maybe it would be awesome if like my parents were able to slowly see me in a different way or like a bridge some of my timeline um i don't know what do you think i've been talking a lot well I, yeah i think that's i think it's definitely part of the process and it's all kind of rolled into one big idea when you live at home as an adult right because that's where we're at that's where we're both at right now and it and it kind of takes a bunch of different ideas that are sort of swirling around each other and just kind of mashes it into just one big ball of like ah you know trying to figure everything out like i remember in when we were talking about in the in the dynamics episode when we were talking like shifting family dynamics um that's something that's really important because the way that your parents think about you when you're five the way that your parents think about you when you're 10 when you're 15 when you're 20 when you're 25 that changes that right. that it's just different but i think i think that you know that what you were talking about how like how your parents kind of see that big picture all the time like all the time yeah exactly because they raised you right you know that that makes sort of an interesting interaction as right. opposed to when you're an adult like you know when you go to college or when you start a new job or when you find yourself in a different social circumstance as an adult you have you basically have the ability to sort of pick and choose how you present yourself and how you come across and, and that's, how you see yourself as well exactly and that's and that's like purely dependent on you yeah and you make those decisions where i think the i think if there's like a a power exchange to i mean and that that's kind of a buzzword but just in simplicity just trying to put it simply um <clears throat> it's 
it kind of takes the power, it takes the control away from you when your parents view you holistically because you're not necessarily <laughs> yeah. choosing how you come across to them because they're seeing how you choose how you come across to them, but they're also seeing everything that's come before. For yeah. So like for you and I... Yeah, they're like, that's not the real you. You also like... Pooed your pants yeah. when you're five. You know, or like I saw you lounging on the couch like watching YouTube. You're not... Totally. Yeah. It's yeah. like, dude... <laughs> but like I'm, you know, I also have a job, and like yeah. I, I pay for my car insurance, yeah. you know. And it's like, and it's interesting, I, you know. I don't think it's like I don't, and I don't think you or I at this point are really driving towards like a good or bad or indifferent kind of conclusion. No, I think no, not at all. It's just interesting to think about it in this way because these relationships and these interactions are incredibly valuable and incredibly Super. important. Yeah. But it just has the propensity to get a little more complicated. Like something that I've noticed in these last. Uh, six months since I've been living in the Bay Area is I've been uh, I, I go and see my Nana in um, Petaluma once a week um, I, yeah typically once sometimes more but typically on, on um, Mondays and watching that dynamic kind of grow and change over the years has been crazy because it literally has kind of flipped right. whereas where when I was a little kid, like Nana was one of those was one of the people that was almost like a pseudo parent to us. Right. And she would pick us up on the weekends. We would spend the night at her house. She would make sure we had clothes, that we had food, that we would go do fun stuff. Like the whole gamut. Like my mom would just be like, "Screw this, I'm out," and Nana would take care of us. And now you know she's 82, and I go up there and I help her buy groceries and I you know take her shopping and like you know. In, in a sense, I'm, you know, caring for her. And not, right. you know, and that's just seeing that come full circle is just kind of a, like, mind bender a little bit. Because <clears throat> there's this, there. I think for me, what I'm trying to get at is, like, for me, when I was living in San Diego and when I was going to college for, you know, some amount of time, there was a lot of emphasis and there was a lot of drivenness that I put into cultivating an image and trying to figure out who I was and trying to figure out how I was going to present myself to the world and how I was going to think about myself. But now I'm back here and I find myself back in the overarching umbrella of family. And I find that one of the things that I've kind of tabled is that process that I was undertaking before of like, self-actualization, self-identification, all those things, because I find myself preoccupied by other things, by how I interact with my mom, how I interact with my nana, with my brother, with my sister, with my brother-in-law. You so, don't need to assert who you are as conclusively. Because I'm just me. In the universe, because, <laughs> yeah, you have a better awareness of yourself. Yeah, and I, so I think, I think moving forward, something that I would like to focus on and really think about is how to do both. Because I don't want to lose either one. I don't want to lose the the caregiving and the care receiving aspects of myself that I give and receive from my family. Right. But at the same time, I recognize that I can't have that be the only aspect of my personality. Right. You know, I've got other stuff to do in my life. So maybe the at the end of the day, I just need to get the heck out. Yeah, maybe. I mean, my question is... Because sometimes I feel like, okay, maybe I need to, like, put on a show, right? Like, I need to act like a 
the most adult version of myself all the time at home. But then it's like, I'm sort of faking it, you know? Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm conflicted. I think, and especially in my position as like doing f freelance, like my schedule is very nebulous. It's very whatever. And like, I do work, but it's always like, at random times or like I might work the hardest from like 10 p.m. to like 4 a.m. or something like that when no one's looking um and then what they do see is like me sleeping in and it's like okay um s whereas I think if I had like a nine to five or something it'd be a lot easier to see like oh wow Eric's like accomplishing stuff Eric is like um you know, he, he is changing because he's, like, having to get up early when he doesn't want to. Or, like, you know, staying at work when he doesn't want to and stuff like that. Right. But I don't want to do that. That's, like, my whole thing. I don't want to do that um, at all. So yeah. Well, and a lot of, and, and I feel like a lot of that, that specifically, of, like, you know, prioritizing, like, you know, 9 to 5, Monday right. through Friday. A lot of that's cultural for, right. like, our parents' generation. And that was something that was really emphasized for a great many years and works for a lot of people, worked for a lot of people then, works for a lot of people now. But I feel like for you and I specifically in our age bracket, you know, as millennials, there's a lot of opportunities for business and financial <clears throat> lucrivity. I don't think that's uh, can't be it. Uh, <clears throat> and a lot of opportunities to be financially solvent in an unconventional way. Right. And that, I don't think that the way that my life is set up right now is it's very conducive to them actually seeing it. Like they might see it when the final videos are up or something like that. Right. But it's like the times I'm most hustling are when I'm like sending emails, getting the jobs, editing the videos at very odd hours when I really wish I wasn't and filming when I'm filming like at the shoot. Right. Um, that's when I'm like so on top of it. So in terms of what my parents see, it's very much like Eric could be on his computer watching YouTube or Eric could be hustling or Eric, like there's, it's really, really hard to tell. And then also a lot of my work involves like being in my room or like I'm always free to like have lunch with blank person. So it's like, Eric is just doing whatever, like all the, like you don't, they don't see the like bam, 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 because all the execution is online. Right. Um, or at random hours. Yeah. And I think a lot of that, I mean, another factor just to consider is some of that angst can be self-inflicted. You know, some, there's, there's the possibility as well of like, you know, your mom or your dad or your brothers or sisters or whatever watching, you know, not watching caring. you and just not really, yeah, exactly, not really caring yeah. or, or worrying about their own stuff. That's, t that's totally fair yeah. as well. And I it's, think, and yeah. I think it's it's heightened has the potential to be heightened more so because you care about your family and you want sure. to be like, look, I'm I'm doing it, I'm doing the things, I'm right. making it happen. Totally, exactly. So that's you know, it's just another factor to consider. And it, you know, like I was talking about, kind of more towards the beginning, it's just one of those little things that comes into this like big ball of like ah, trying to figure out all this stuff kind of all at once. And twenties, man, it's a weird time. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I'd say we've got a couple minutes. We've got a couple minutes sort of as we're running down. So 
this is where we're at now. Um, you know, I'm in our early mid twenties. So I, I guess the, the question that I would like to wrap up on is where do you kind of see yourself regarding a, a living situation, like maybe in six months and maybe in like two years, like what do you, where do you kind of think your head's at regarding that? I mean, in the next six months, I'll be still living at Davis, I think. Mm. Um, but I have a sneaking suspicion that uh, even though Davis is, like, amazing, I, um, especially, yeah, it's just really special. Go Ags. Uh, yep. Um, Y'all going to get a bear mascot, man. That's true. Um, but I have a feeling that it might run its course a little bit. And yeah. maybe I'm like, could the perks about being independent here or cheaper or whatever just won't be as appealing. And then so I'll want to be back home. And my best, you know, the the coolest thing would be to have like a room or an apartment or something in the Bay Area where I can be my own person, but also be really close with my family. But it's also so freaking expensive here. Yeah. So chances are that I'll be at home. And that that is why this conversation is super, super relevant and like important to me it's because i'm constantly thinking about like how do i like create a different dynamic basically if i have to live with my parents next year and even if i want to live with my parents next year which i think i will want to honestly mm -hmm. because it'll be 85 percent amazing um like there needs to be some changes in the dynamic or how I'm presenting myself or how I'm being seen or how whatever, because some of these boundaries aren't working and or some of these dynamics are just not conducive to like leveling up. And I need that leveling up edge, as you sort of talked about, um, for the rest of my life or else I'll just be stalling here. Um, and I don't want to be stalling here. Yeah. Um, so I've been trying to figure out like what are ways that I can present myself better or uh, hustle or whatever so that I am seen or respected in a new way, but also in a way that's very like I'm myself. I'm also able to prioritize family whenever, which means like being super down and flexible and stuff. So how do you do all of that with while being also taken seriously and also being motivated to grow in a different direction? It's pretty hard. Yeah. Especially without paying the, you know, crazy thousand plus whatever rent for, you know. Yeah, to live in, like anywhere in the Bay Area. Live in a little fireplace. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think if we had to like touch on a couple specific things that both you and I are looking for, like in the next, you know, whatever, six months to two years, you know, I think both of us are are trying to avoid complacency. I yes. think both of us are trying to establish progress, whatever that means. And, you know, yeah. that can be kind of an amorphous idea, but, you know, just establish some sort of progress and then just continue to prioritize and emphasize the relationships that we have and then be open to the new relationships that are kind of And doing coming. it in a way that's very authentic, but, and not, yeah, not ruining him. I don't want to ruin my relationship with my family to be like, no, I am a grown adult. I now need to, like, you know, stop 
bringing food home or like stop you know i hate you because you did my laundry but it's like <laughs> um no nothing. note to our listeners never tell your parents i hate you because they did your laundry because when you have to do your own laundry it sucks it sucks yeah um so it's nothing like that it's just like they're it's a tricky line and it's also like i totally understand as a parent or i definitely don't understand but i totally resonate would imagine that it would be difficult to like make a mental shift if you've seen someone their entire life and you've seen someone when they were really little how can you like sort of put all of those like little kid perceptions like on the back burner and then try to like rewrite who the person is or like sort of be a little bit more in the now um when this is like someone you really care about and someone you've seen again like their entire life it's it's a tricky spot it's a tricky spot yeah absolutely yeah i thought it was cool back when you said it was you know it's like 85 85 15 yeah 85 percent amazing 15 percent we need to talk about this this out i'm really good at math um but yeah i thought i thought that was kind of cool so i think you know just moving forward it's something that you know we're both going to be thinking about and yeah just as a sort of a challenge and as a as a i don't know piece of piece of advice just maybe think about it uh if you find yourself in this situation and just try to think forward because honestly man like you know if i had to if i had to like reflect back and be like you know six months two years I'm one of those guys where, like, thinking that far down the road kind of freaks me out. Like, I honestly kind of have no idea, like, what does six months look like from now? Two years? I have no idea. Yeah, you you move around a lot, though. I do. I move around a lot, and I kind of always have, like, I guess the best way of saying it is I I feel like I kind of always have, like, outs. Like, if I, you know, it's like I've always got something in the back of my head of, like, oh, I might drive cross country or oh i might travel for a month or you know like i kind of always have like stuff like that in the back of my head and i wind up doing probably you know less than 10 percent, probably less than five percent of like the ideas that i have in my head but that's just kind of the way i think so i think it's i think for me the the overarching narrative is just maintaining my priorities and just trying to like stick to my guns and be like i love my family i want to continue to better and to pr- and to move along our relationships and our friendships but at the same time let's I'm, figure this out i'm a big boy now I, i'm growing up yeah <clears throat> so yeah. yeah this got this got very sort of deep i don't know All very right. very sort of deep we could have named the podcast that very sort of deep quick ps uh to honor to honor a question that we heard from one of our listeners uh mr andy wen um he asked me the other day, who is the pitter and who is the patter? Oh my gosh, that's such a, my dad. Yeah, it's a great question, and I am definitely the patter. Yeah, pitter makes me sound like the like a lighter, more slender, or like less hefty, like just, it's like the intro, and then the bam, and I feel like I am... You're the pitter, dude. Yeah. You're like the I'm, pitter, I'm the pitter. I feel patter. like I'm the pitter. Like, honestly, ladies and gentlemen, if you were in this room right with us right now, and if you were to observe this podcast taking place, you would be like, yep, 100%. It yeah, makes I don't know how you would be the pitter. No, I can't. There's no way I'm the pitter. It's just wrong. Yeah, it's just wrong. Uh, so, there you go. Mister. There, there's the side note. Mr. Andy One, there is your answer. Uh Thank you again so much, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. Tune in next Tuesday where we'll be talking about something equally, if not more, 
fascinating. Awesome. See you guys later. Keep it real. Peace. Peace.